For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. Thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for another great opportunity to be in church. Thank you. It's an, it's an opportunity that many are looking for but cannot get. But we have freely gotten it this morning. And to this we say we are grateful. Thank you for your presence in this place. We ask, Lord, that you speak to us. Give us unique messages. May we hear unique messages this morning that is applicable to our lives. And may we live your presence, not the same. Thank you in Jesus' name. Let your word come this morning to heal. Let your word come this morning to deliver. Let your word come this morning to change our hearts. This morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come against anything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. I pull down strongholds. Strongholds in people's minds. Strongholds in the way people think. Strongholds in the way people do things. Strongholds that are not changing. This morning we pull it down in Jesus' name. Let your word have its free course. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Please be seated and turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 22 and verse number 14. Matthew 22 and verse number 14. Matthew 22 and verse number 14. So Matthew 22, 14 says, For many are called, mucho, isn't it? A lot of people are called, but few are chosen. Few are chosen. So God is reminding us again this morning that it is more likely that you are called than not called. Yes. Are you understanding? So last week we looked at what, what, what did we look at last week? We looked at some facts about the call of God, isn't it? Yeah. This morning, we're going to look at what it means to be called. What it means to be called. You are called. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. You are called. You see, many of us just end with the call of God, the invitation to come to heaven or to enter the kingdom. But a call is, is beyond that. There's a call and a call. All right? And now we are talking about the call that is beyond the call when you become a Christian. Particularly this year, because this is our year of the shepherd. This is our year of the shepherd, the year of the shepherd. That's a prophetic theme for this year. And if you are here, you are called. You are, you are called to be a shepherd. You are called to be a leader. You are called to, you are not just called to just come to church and warm the seats. There's more to it, you see. And one of the reasons why a lot of us don't latch onto it is because we don't understand. Yeah. You think about it. How can you have someone that you claim to be very, very close to? Very, very close. You know, sometimes people feel like they know you, they know you, they know you. 
you know. Even sometimes you also feel like you know, you know, you know somebody, but it's not so. You know, one day, I'm, this, this, I don't know what I, well, I can still share it. There was one of, the, one of the bishops in Ghana that, I mean, when I go to Ghana all the time, I, he's very nice to me, and we talk, we joke, you know. And one day he appeared here, and I met him in New York at a big gathering, and I said, wow, this is Bishop so-so-and-so. And I was so excited. And I ran to him, wow, Bishop. Oh, Charlie. And I realized that he didn't know me like I thought he knew me. <laughs> How many of you have experienced that before? You feel like somebody knows you. You think the person, or you know the person, or you think there's a certain level of relationship. But when you actually meet the person, you realize it's not like you thought. You see, I mean, but it was a nice handshake, but not beyond. And my assumption was the way we talk in Ghana. Because when he sees me, for a lot of times, he would even call Pastor Gilly, you know, and then, because that's what they call me. Pastor Gilly, and then he'd be chatting. So I said, oh, wow, this bishop is some, wow, Charlie, wow, how are you? when did you come? Oh, yeah, I wasn't paying attention to at all. You see? But that is how a lot of us, our relationship with God is. You see, you've entered, but you are, you are not really, really in. It's true, you go to heaven. You see, at the rate at which you are going, when you go to heaven, you end up in Zongo heaven. How many of you know Zongo? But Emmanuel is smiling. Yeah. Zongo is the term that we use in my country, where I come from, in Ghana, to denote the, 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 the slums. Yeah. Is it not so? Yeah, the low parts, the ghetto. Yes. It's okay. You are in heaven or the others, but... You will enjoy. You've just been the slums of heaven. If you want to really enjoy the higher part, I mean, there are levels in heaven, though. Yeah. There are levels in heaven. There are levels in heaven. I mean, please, don't, 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 don't joke with it. Yeah. There are places that you find Apostle Paul and, you know, King David and Moses and, you know, you find Kenneth Hagan will be there and all the fathers. Who have gone, by the way, I believe very much in, in the spirits of, of fathers who have passed. Yes. I still look up to them and chase them. Yeah. Because the Bible talks about the spirit of just men made perfect. They are not dead. Yeah. The anointings are still around. In fact, I believe that God is looking for people to even put those anointings on Amen. so that they don't die. When Kenneth Hagan was alive, I'm digressing a little bit. He used to say that there are some, certain things that when it is not taught, like he used to teach it, it will die away from the kingdom. So there are things that need to be done. So me, I've told God, I'm open. Give me all the spirits of bits and pieces of all the ones that I like it and I want to carry it on. So what I'm saying to you is that there are levels in heaven. Yeah, and make, make it an ambition. To go to higher levels than just being there in the when 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 people come to my house, all right, there are levels. I mean, you may end up there are some people don't even who come don't come too deep, because when you enter my house, there's 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 a living room, the dining room, and then if you go deeper, you go to family room and then kitchen. Sometimes we we'll just bring you to the living room. It's nice. We'll sit there and watch TV and we'll be talking. You see, yeah, you go deeper. But there are deeper places. Yeah. My children are close to me. They are deep. They go, they go, uh, they go upstairs into my bedroom. Yes. 
and even sometimes open cabinets that they are not supposed to open. Do you get it? So it's the same thing in heaven, that, um, in the kingdom of God. There's more. It's, it's not just that you have been born again. There's more. God, God wants more of you. you see, and this is what we are talking about, the year of the shepherd, to even identify your call and to know that you are called. Many are called. You are more likely to have been called than not called. Do you see? And make yourself available. Yeah. There's no reason that why you should be in church for years and you can't point to anyone that you feel that your life has touched. It's not good. It's not good. If you've been in church for years and you can't point to someone that you have spiritually imparted, that God, you can say, God has used me to stabilize this person. God has used me to affect this person. It's not a good thing. Amen. So it's important to understand what the call is all about, what it means to be called, what it means to be called. Because when you understand it, you will do it. A lot of times, it, we don't do things because we don't understand it. Yeah? Some of you don't understand 401Ks. Yes. <laughs> That's why at your workplace, you work in a place for years. And you don't, you are not, you don't partake in your 401k. Even as I'm saying, you're asking yourself, what is 401k? Yeah. And your company is even giving, they are giving matches, they'll match 2%, 3%, 4%, 5%. And it's as though when they sit with you, when you get a call from HR and they say, do 401k, it's like, it's like oh no, this people are trying to cheat me, they are trying to take my money. <laughs> you see, you lack, you lack understanding. You lack understanding. Anybody who has a full-time job and making a certain salary, you must be able to defer some of your salary and get there for it. So the reason why you don't partake in it is because you don't understand. And the reason why you don't partake in your call, even as we're talking to you to be a shepherd, it's like we are bothering you. It's because you don't understand. So we are trying to make you understand. So what does it mean to be a shepherd? What does it mean to be a shepherd. I'll give you 10 meanings of what it means to be a shepherd. Number one, to be a shepherd or to be called, what it means to be called, same thing, what it means to be called, meaning. Number one, the first meaning is that it means to be summoned distinctly. All right? God has summoned you. God has called you. All right? So that's number one. To be summoned distinctly. Technical team, can you type that? I want that order. All right. Number two, what does it mean to be called? To be called means that you are receiving special mercy. Who doesn't want special mercy? Eh? Who doesn't want special mercy? You know, a few days ago, I think was it Saturday or yesterday or the day before, I was just chatting with Lady Pastor and we were talking about the mercies of God. And we're talking in particular about someone that the person was almost like even dead. And God has raised the person up. Amen. Even if the person's, some organs shut down. The organs have been revived. Wow. You see? And I was telling Lady Pastor that I think this explains the scripture that God chooses to show mercy on whom he would. 
Yeah. Because when you go to, to even like intensive care unit in the hospital, it's one of the places where mortality is very high. I mean, people die, also in America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, where medicine is supposed to be advanced, people still die. But you see that somebody lives and somebody dies. Wow. One room is spared, the other one. God's showing mercy, you see. So when you are called, it also means that God has called you. He's, he's summoned you distinctly. Then he's also giving you mercy. You are receiving mercy. Wow. If you understand that, you will not take it lightly. Amen. Then number three. Number three. Is it number three or number two? It's number three, right? Are you sure? What was the first one? Summoned distinctly. What was the second one? To receive special mercy. All right. Number three is what it means to be called. It's to be appointed for a special purpose. Yes. To be appointed for a special purpose. There are a lot of us that we feel like nobody wants us in church. Yeah. It's like nobody cares about you. You feel like you are, you are not special. But you are special. There's some, there's some special in the sense of description that nobody has to tell you that you are special. Because it's enough for God to tell you that you are special. Nobody else needs to tell you in church that you are special. Yeah. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm special. Say it again. Yeah. Because you've been appointed for a special purpose. But a lot of us don't accept this special purpose. That is why in Matthew 22, 14, we just read, many are called, but few are chosen. Very few people even avail themselves for this purpose, that you've been appointed for a special purpose. Number four, what it means to be called, is to be separated for God's purposes. Separated for God's purposes. Separated. When you are called, what it means is that you've been separated for God's purposes. Yes. Yeah. Even our little world, we have certain separations that we use for special purposes. Is it not so? Yeah. When I was growing up, you know, I spent a lot of time with my grandma because my parents were abroad. My grandma taught me that even underwear, you know, your underwear and your A-shirt or T-shirt, whatever. There are, there, are, there are some underwears and T-shirts for Sunday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't use them. Even in my little world, even as a pastor, there are some clothes. Like these jackets that I, I wear. On I don't wear them anywhere. And the little pastor will say, oh, maybe you can wear this to this. I say, no, 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 it's Sunday. I feel they're anointed. When I wear it, I must stand behind the pulpit. It's not for fun. Do you get it? I'm not doing it to show off. It, it, it's my work uniform. I see it as my work. I won't use it for anything. The same way, when, when you are called, you have been set aside for special purpose. Wow. wow. Tap your neighbor and say, you look so special. And you look so separated for God's purpose. Yes. Listen, there's a purpose for why you are here. There's a purpose for why you are even in this church. 
There's a purpose for why you are even sitting where you are sitting. Yes. And you have to realize that and use it to your advantage. Amen. Number five. Is it number five? To be called means to be sent out properly. All right? To be called means to be sent out properly. You know, sometimes you can be sent or you sent yourself. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. I came, me and Lady Pastor came to Philadelphia to start a church because we're sent. Yeah. It's different from me coming and starting a church. Just make sure that you are sent because it's different to come and be, just do it by yourself or to be sent. So it means also to be sent out properly. Number six, what does it mean to be called? It means receiving grace from God. Receiving grace from God. And Pastor, what are you trying to say? And the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 that for my grace are we all saved through faith. Yeah, 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 I know that. 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 Everybody has received some grace. But what I'm saying or what we learn is that when you also step out in the call, what it means is that you are receiving special grace. Yeah. Grace to do what God has called you to do. So to be called means that you are receiving grace. Number seven. Is it six? It's seven. It's number seven. What it means to be called? Receiving a ministry from God. When you are called, it also means that you have received a ministry from God. 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 Yeah. Some of you feel like you have, you, you, you want to, you have this great ambition in your heart. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be an evangelist. I want to be a healer and all. You have, want to be so many things. You see. But you are sitting down and year after year you have not lifted a finger. You haven't done nothing. Nada. Zero. Zero. Nada. You see, nothing is going to happen. You have to rise up and step into this, that you have received a ministry from God. Number, what number are we on? Eight? All right. You have received a talent from God. All right. You have received a talent from God. So God gives you a talent. What it means to be called is that you have received a talent from God. I'm giving you ten, so we're almost done. Number nine, what does it mean to be called? It means receiving a gift from God. Receiving a gift from God. That is what it means to be called. Then number 10, what does it mean to be called? Receiving an office from God. Receiving an office from God. So how many points do you have now? What's the first one? Summoned distinctly. Number two? Receive special mercy. He has given you mercy. Number three, appointed for a special purpose. Are you following? Yes. Huh? 
Ask your neighbor, are you asleep or you are following? If you are sleeping, may you wake up in Jesus' name. Number four. Separated for God's purposes. Number five. Sent out properly. Properly. Isn't it? That's what it means to be called. Number six. Receiving special grace from God. Number seven. Receiving a ministry from God. Number eight. Receiving a talent from God. Number nine. Receiving a gift from God. Number ten. Amen. Beautiful. So now let's look at a couple of them and then we'll be done. We still have a few minutes. Number one, to be summoned distinctly from, or to be summoned distinctly. That's what it means to be called. To be called by God means to be identified, called out by name, and selected by God. Wow. That's what it means. What a privilege. God identifies you. He selects you, and then he calls you by name. Isn't it? To help you further understand what a great privilege it is to be called, Bishop says, I want to define the concept of being called by the English, Greek, and Hebrew dictionaries. So he goes on. The English dictionary defines the word call as an act in which someone is summoned distinctly. Now, know the word distinctly. Now, if I were to come here, just enter the room, and I say, hey, boy. You see, a lot of people, boys, me look around, isn't it? Or if I come here, I say, hey, woman. In fact, even the men would turn around and say, who is this that is asking for women? Do you see? But it is different when I come and say, Pastor Eugene. So distinct. And those of you who know Pastor Eugene, and even though I'm standing in the back and I'm saying, Pastor, you, you won't turn even to look at me. You would rather turn all eyes up front and look at Pastor Eugene because it's so distinct. Yes, there's no ambiguity about it. It is a call. That is, how, that is what it means to call when God called you. God called you and it's so distinct. Listen, your call is so distinct. Amen. Yeah. There are certain things that it's, it, it is destined. It's your destiny. You are the only one or the person who is supposed to fulfill it. It is only when you play with it that God would get somebody else to fulfill it for you. And there's nobody who is, is not replaceable, including myself. Yes. If I were to misbehave today and move out, you see somebody will rise up. I mean, Pastor Yuji, he's already annoyed. He will stand and he will preach better than I'm preaching and teach better than I'm teaching. So there is nobody who is, it cannot be replaced. So your call is distinct. God is, is calling you. God, is, God summoned you distinctly. He didn't, he didn't miss words. Yeah, Michael, there are specific things that only you can do. Yeah. As a pastor, I can tell you that there's no way I can. Pastor, it's a small church, relatively small church. Yeah. It is small. You go try having a church. (laughs) 
see that it takes more than it takes more than what you think to gather ten people. Those of you who have cell centers, you see that it's not it's not easy to gather your cell centers. You see, but I'm saying that I can tell you confidently that I need everyone here to play a role for this church to work. Yes. Everybody has a distinct... Uh, uh, there's no way I, I can... Unless the Lord reveals it to me by vision. And I, I don't... I, I, I'm, I'm not working for the Lord in a certain sense 24-7. I, I still work. I still, I'm a lay minister. I still go to work and do other jobs. And I'm not asleep all the time for him to give me a dream and a vision about every one of you. Sometimes I wish he could. Yeah. But I need everyone here to be doing something, to take care of something, take care of a little, even just even one soul, one person. You see, that's the distinctive nature of your call. There are things that only you can, there are things that only Pastor Kobe can do. There are only things, things that only Lady Pastor can do. There are only things, certain things that only Pastor Eugene can do. There are only certain things that only Auntie Evelyn can do. Yeah. I can tell even pastoring, I have two sons, even pastoring my own children at home. I'm not the best of a pastor. <laughs> but the other people who pastor my children, yeah. Sister Shea can talk to my sons, they listen. Mama Fossey can talk to my sons, they listen. They can say the same thing that I said, but it carries more weight than when I say. So your call is distinct. Yeah. Your call is distinct, and you have to rise up and, and perform your call. God has summoned you distinctly. I mean, when God walked into this earth or, you know, looked over this church, he didn't, he didn't just say, this assignment, a sister. This assignment, a brother. This assignment, this. No, they were distinct instructions. This assignment, Sister Sarah. This assignment, Auntie Evelyn. This assignment, Sister Emma. That is how God works. Amen. And if you can't understand that, then you will not do it. Some of you, when you get to heaven, ooh, <laughs> you, you, you will see beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when God asked me that, what about this? I said, please, Charlie, God, just ask Michael. <laughs> God said, but this was good. I said, oh God, that one I gave to Brother Blow. I gave to Brother Blow. Yes. Then I said, why is Brother Blow? I said, oh, hey, I think he may be coming soon too. So when he comes, you can talk to him. You can talk to him. Yeah. Because the call is distinct. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, I have been summoned distinctly. Say, my call is distinct. Turn to your neighbor and say, my call is distinct. It is therefore different from your call. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Receiving special mercy. Receiving special mercy. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1. So what does it mean to be called? It means receiving special mercy. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Look at it. It says, Therefore, seeing we have 
this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, you see even the distinct, the distinctiveness of even the ministry, isn't it? He didn't just say, seeing that we have the ministry. Is it this ministry? And this, this verse applies to people, every one of us individually. So as we have, therefore, therefore, seeing we have received this ministry, as we have received, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy. So, so the call comes with mercy. When God calls us, there is mercy that comes with it. To be called is to receive special mercy from the Lord. Amen. Look, we all need mercy. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Every one of us. Don't, don't, don't be too pompous. Don't feel like you've made it. Don't feel like you have it. Or you don't, nobody has it all. Everybody here needs some mercy. Yes, you need some mercy. It is mercy that counts. Yeah. Listen, that is why... You, you see sometimes that mercy and grace. You see that, that, that is the high servant of God, there's always some special grace on them. Yeah. Special grace and mercy. They weave through things with mercy. It is because of the call of God on their lives. Are you here or have you gone home? So to be called is to receive special mercy from the Lord. To receive mercy is to experience the compassion or forbearance that is known to an offender or an enemy. God calling you means that he's being lenient with you and is having pity on you. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say something? I don't know whether it belongs here, but I'll say it. You see, be very careful how you mess around with the servants of God. Yeah. Even if they, you think they are wrong. It can be explained in many ways, but this explains it, that God has given them special mercy. When you look in the Bible and you read through scriptures, Professor Enoch, you see that there are many people that were not perfect. God doesn't use perfect. Yeah? He use Moses. Moses is marrying people he's not supposed to marry. Then you call, you call, you call um, David. He says, it's a man after my own heart. Meanwhile, the guy is sleeping and killing, sleeping with people's wives and killing their husbands. But he calls him a man after my heart. And he's the one that God even explains things to. That's not my anointed. Don't touch my anointed. It's the one that God explains these things to, to write even for us to even also understand. And then you are looking for you are looking at a man of God, a servant of God, and then you are you are you are you, are, you should be afraid. Yeah. Recently, one of the bishops left the church, and I saw I saw um, somebody sent me a WhatsApp message about from him about bishop. I said, hey, don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. Don't touch it, because you don't know the mercy that is upon the man. You, you, may think that, you may think that the person is so wrong, but to God, he's the best. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he's the best. I say he's the best. I say he's the best. And then you go and talk. 
and then you will rather incur the wrath of God. Do you think God doesn't know? Huh? Do you think God doesn't know all of all, all the weaknesses and the and the things that we even if we it is there? We don't. One day Kenneth Hagan, you know, he was, you know, he used to do a lot of field ministry. So are you here or you've gone home? I'll let you go very soon. And he went somewhere to preach. And as he was preaching, you know, I think it was a, a period after he finished preaching, people were, you know, happy with him and all that. Then, as a guest speaker in that particular church or denomination, the, 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 the pastor in the church had a problem with someone. Someone in the church. I think some very significant, maybe a pastor or something. And they asked Kenneth Hagan that, what do you think about this? I mean, the pastor, the, 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 the home pastor had decided what he was going to do. He was going to reprimand and punish the pastor for, 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 for the behavior. Oh, Kenneth Hagan said, oh, this is cool, cry. I mean, it's nice. This thing that you are doing is appropriate. It is wrong. The pastor is wrong. <laughs> He's wrong. We should not, he should not be doing that. So Kenneth Hagan went to bed. He said in the middle of the night, yeah, the room became, middle of, it became like noon. And he's very good at describing things. Yeah. The place became so bright. And then a voice came down and said to him, hey, who art thou that judges another man's servant? Why, why do you even put your mouth in it? And he was scared and repentant. I've heard him say another time that God showed him, somebody who was in error, you see, and God pointed out to him that if, if he was the one in that position, he would have performed worse. <laughs> <You're saying something laughs> he would have performed worse. So, you, you keep judging servants of God. Keep judging them. When there is mercy on them, there's abundant mercy. That's why you can stand at the crusade ground and just do the people are healed. Blind eyes are opening. A couple of dead people have been raised, isn't it? Yes. Cripples are walking. All kinds of miracles are happening. It's the mercy of God. Yeah. I think Bishop is very, very special to go. And that no matter what happens between, he's my father. Do you understand? And I would never raise a hand. If I when he was ordaining me, I remember when as I stood. As I, as I, I don't know why he prayed that prayer over. I think it was either me or the one before me in Accra, the Kodesh. Yeah. As I was kneeling, he said, may this, this hands I'm laying, I'm laying on this one. He said, may that person's finger never rise up against me. That's the prayer. I have a, there's a recording. <laughs> I don't like playing because it's funny, but yeah, I'm very careful. So don't, don't, don't criticize servants. So those of you that when, when, when you have things, then you start criticizing people. You start talking about people. You know, Benny Hinn, people are talking about, then you join. People are talking about Kenneth Hagin, then you join. People are talking about Kenneth Copeland, then you join. People are talking about Bishop Oyedepo, then you join. There's all kinds of things floating around him that he's built a multi, you know, billion, you know, campus and town and, and all that, and people, his church members can't get, it's none of your business. Thank you. Do you get it? 
Because when you, when, when, listen, I didn't understand the scripture this way, but I don't know why I'm sharing this way. When you play with these things, what you're actually doing is you're actually clashing with the mercy of God. Yes, it's your wrath versus the mercy of God. Which one will prevail? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I haven't been in ministry for long, but I, I, can, I can sometimes see why certain things, some prayers are never answered, and why some people are suddenly cut off life. Yes. Recently, not too long ago, Lady Pastor lost someone. All right? I don't want to go into details because if I give too much details, since this is online, somebody may infer. But she was so devastated, very, very devastated. And later on, as we were talking, she pointed out to me what that person had done, some postings, few postings. The last posting before the person suddenly died in the terrible something. I won't tell you what it is. Young person, suddenly cut off. And what, what was the posting? Bashing Kenneth Copeland about money. Yeah? Yeah? When the billionaires in the world are Hollywood stars and, 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 and they, are, they are prospering and buying planes, and nobody talks. But when a servant of God has a plane, it's a problem. That is why you won't get one. Yes. Even a car, cry, you, owe, you own a car, or you'll be paying car, car loans for, till, till you die. Yes, because you cannot, you, cannot, you cannot embrace and comprehend someone who is blessed. Yeah. Anyone that is called, the mercy of God is upon him. That's what the call means. To be called means there's mercy. There is mercy. Mercy that covers. Yes. And then you are fighting it. So it's, it's good. It's good to, to recognize your call and walk in it, right? Because then you go under mercy. I'm not saying that go and sin. Because if you also take it that way, then you're also not understanding it. Yeah. Because when you read First, 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 first John 1, 9, isn't it? If we confess our sins... He's faithful and just, forgive us, cleanse us. Then when you go to chapter 2, verse 1, say, these things are right unto you, so that you sin not. So we know all these things, so that we rather don't sin. Amen. 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 But the mercy of God. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm receiving mercy because of the call of God. Say, I'm receiving mercy because of the call of God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Many are called is a book, chapter number five. When you go, I'm going to read the rest of it. And God will help you. Amen. Put your hand on your heart as we close. Everyone, everyone, close your eyes and put your hand on your heart. Pray for yourself right now. There are some of you seated here, you've, you've joked with the call of God. You've joked. I dare say that some of you are about to miss mercy. You're about to miss mercy. I said the mercy that was destined to come to you. Liston bre chika tapa. Livrede eleish kindo ongalingre chantamble elozo. Stupreta lishta 
kappa ningre elevates to prada. So shall it be that mercy destined to you will come. It shall come through the call as you rise up and obey the call. So mercy shall follow you. Goodness shall follow you. And you shall experience the graces of God more than ever before. You will get to the point where you don't even have to ask, but it shall be given to you. Grace and mercy. Pray for your heart right now. Everyone, just pray. Some of you need to ask God for forgiveness. And say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. Sanctify me. Forgive me. Forgive me all the mistakes that I've made pertaining to your call. Running away from your call. Pushing your call. Ignoring your call. Ask him. That distinct call that God gave to you. Specific instructions that at that time you were the only one who could perform it. But you moved away from it. Ask him to forgive you. Father, help us. Help us. Help us. By your mercy, forgive us. Cleanse us. Wash us. Wash us. Wash us. Wash us. Wash us. Pray that you will not miss the mercy of God by missing his call. Yes. To be called means to receive mercy. Pray that you would receive that mercy as you walk in that call. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Father, I pray for this congregation, Lord. And Neil and I pray for us that, Lord, you will forgive us all our shortcomings. Forgive us for the times that we've missed the mark. Forgive us when we have missed the call. Forgive us when we have ignored the call. And from now on, moving forward, may we walk in this call. And may we receive all what it means to be called. Yes, including the mercies that comes with the call. Let that be our covering. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every head still bowed, every eye closed. If you are here, you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I have not walked the way I ought to walk. We give everybody this chance, this opportunity every day. It's important. Every time we come here, we give this invitation. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it before it's too late. Ask God this morning to help you. I want to pray with you. Number two, you hear you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're not sure about salvation. When you are saved, you know. When you are born again, you would know. You would know for sure that you are born again. It's a knowing that, that's a knowing that's a knowing in your heart that you are born again. I want to help you and pray with you. Anyone like that here? Lift up your hand. Lift up your right hand. Lift up that right hand. And I want to pray with you. Anyone? Anyone? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's all pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your love for me, your everlasting love for me. I ask you this morning to cleanse me, wash me, forgive me for all that I have done against you. Times that I have not walked with you aright. Times that I have neglected you or ignored you. Jesus, Jesus, be my Lord, my Savior, my healer, my deliverer, in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.